Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of the VH Sales Kennel Club Holistic Healing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Reverend Bill. Welcome, one and all. Some of you, via invitation, where the slippers fit, if you will, and ubiquitous audience, all audiences, continue to pay it forward. Some of you are indeed, and we appreciate that. We grow exponentially with your help, and that's what remains us to be self-sustaining. I try to put off never having to charge a subscription for this show. Just my own conviction. You're paying it forward facilitates that by listening into the three podcast shows I do daily. Two of which are very much part-time, called Main Mentor Moments in Business and in Life. Now retired, more so towards the life side. But we'll get to those a little bit later. Each and every day, my YouTube channel, and I've been blessed to this juncture. I'm on most platforms that you would hear any podcast show. The big, big, big boys, <laughs> and us, we shepherds in the field or wherever we fall. I happen to be on most of those platforms, so we appreciate it. We'll be here for about a half an hour, and in a moment, before we take the 10-second break. Going to be highlighting the true ramifications of a specific quote and poem. I highlight a poem or a quote each and every day at my social media pages and lots of times online too. Case in point today, Martin Luther King's Jr.'s quote: "I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear." Martin Luther King Jr. We'll be right back in ten seconds and do a derivation of that quote and how it is a powerful reminder, and or should be, for whatever how much longer the history of mankind is, up to including when he said it, past tense, right up till now. And don't you think it's an apropos one? There's many. So we'll be back in ten seconds and take a look at. Quotations, metaphors for life, including one I still go by from 1962. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Let's. Dive right in because the second half of the show will be the prelude of my actual next in studio guest, as it's scheduled when it becomes November first tomorrow. This is Halloween Day, a time of this taping. So let's continue with the quotation I opened up with. Let's repeat it because I, it's powerful. Martin Luther King Jr.'s quote, amongst the many he had. I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. So King's quote obviously is a powerful reminder in any time frame. Probably one of the contributing factors, besides all the other ones, that got him shot. Unfortunately, King's quote is a powerful reminder that love is more powerful force than hate. Of course, it's a choice we all make. 
human persuasion, and we all know whatever the cohabitants are that we don't care about, <laughs> they're just totally full of it. That too, BS. <laughs> but we're talking about hate. They're definitely totally full of it. But you see, they're not of the human persuasion, and they're very much evil. So. We humanoids, of course, make those decisions. Hopefully, we're cognizant enough as a human race to still be able to discern pretty much anything. So, by making that choice, it's a choice that has <laughs> some pretty profound ramifications. Again, it's Martin Luther King Jr.'s quote, but I most assuredly concur wholeheartedly. So it does have profound ramifications. Look what happened to him—not just based on the one quote, but certainly a segment in the puzzle of the rest of it that did get him assassinated. So that was a pretty profound ramification in and of itself, but the words of that he said in and of themselves have profound ramifications. Then, however long ago that was, without having the date, I don't know, fifty, sixty years ago. So it's ramifications from your own lives and definitely the world around us, don't you think? Don't you think? Optimum word, think, of course. So, my perception, and I'll always avow my perception, as you should yours, as long as it's civil, peaceful, and you're entitled to do so. Also, what makes each of us individuals? So, some of my true ramifications of choosing love over hate—they're many. Love makes you all happier and healthier if you just try it. There's more than enough studies, you know, real studies, not fabricated propaganda, that have shown that people who experience love and social support, guess what? They have stronger immune systems, lower blood pressure, and they do indeed live longer. Look at the many cultures around the world that are the epitome of living such a lifestyle. Many indigenous tribes, and I talked about that. God bless anybody that attains the century mark, and I shared my mom-in-law did last May. With all due respect, in some of those tribes, that's like being seventy. Also proven. You just kind of never hear about that. <clears throat> Doesn't mean it's not true. Much like many things, that it doesn't mean it's not true, <laughs> because you don't hear about them, and/or take the initiative to do the homework, such as looking up indigenous tribe medicines. Prove it. So far today, on Halloween, that's available on the World Wide Web. Stay tuned as to what is and won't be, and how it's going to be ramified 
Don't you think? What makes us more resilient? When you have love in your lives, you're better able to cope with challenges and setbacks. Love gives you strength to persevere and to overcome obstacles as a unit. Which don't you think has been fractionated worldwide by design? Love makes us more compassionate and empathetic. When we love others, we are more likely to see them as human beings. Those that, of course, are of that persuasion. We're definitely co-inhabited, probably multi times over. Don't you think? By non-human beings, savages, barbarians, aliens, Antifa, <laughs> socialism. Worldwide, by the way, wipe up, wake up, wipe the mud out of your eyes. It is a tough bitter pill to swallow. Reality always has been. Fantasy is just another prescription drug. In many cases, has its place, has its place for sure. But you can't live in fantasy. You can choose to do so. That adds to the Alice in Wonderland vortex spiraling right down the hole. So you can build stronger relationships and create a more just and equitable world, regionally, locally, civilly, community, arm in arm, hand in hand, pretty much like has ever been the <laughs> resolution to any war. Uprising or what have you? Don't you think monarchies, governments in the history of the planet, those that can investigate or are in tune or care or whatever, in that regard, we really haven't come too far. When you kind of look at it, we revolve back to I don't know what five, six, seven centuries ago. So love can inspire to make a difference on many things: health, your own health. The body definitely has an innate trait to help itself if you tap into it, if you tune into it, if you pay attention, and if you give it the right attributes. Food and water for sustenance, for sure. I mean, that's common sense. Even for an amoeba, would know that by now, don't you think? Food for the mind, the body, and the soul. But it takes like minds, like groups. There's no need for anybody else. They can go their merry way, and obviously, don't you think there's enough factions that they can exercise the foolishness they do in the multiple places that they do it, including in front of your eyes, depending on how you tune into it, and if they tell you, and if they show you, and all of that. Propaganda, folks. It's been prevalent forever. Wake up, man! Not that wake up. That's also what got us here. So Nelson Mandela, another favorite of mine, chose love over hate. Don't you think? In this fight against apartheid in South Africa, <laughs> want to go through his history? The price he paid. 
He could have easily chosen to respond to the violence and the oppression he faced with violence of his own, but he chose not to. Instead, he chose to forgive his oppressors. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Think about that for a second. The epitome of human compassion, the greatest gift perhaps that we were blessed with, and to work towards reconciliation and healing. His choice of love helped to bring about the end of apartheid and to create a more just and equitable South Africa. God bless them, at least in that time frame. Mother Teresa chose love over hate in her work with the poor and sick in Calcutta, India. She could have easily turned a blind eye to the suffering of others, but instead, she chose to see the face of Christ in every person she served. Her choice of love made a real difference in the lives of countless people. Martin Luther King, because he's the star of this expose of the many quotes and poems, as I said earlier in the opening, I talk about many poets of many nationalities, faiths, backgrounds, creeds, decades, centuries ago, up to and including the present. Many of them had、uh, opioid addictions, alcoholism, <laughs> authors, doctors, human equation throughout the history of time. Those that truly are doesn't matter about skin color and all of that unless you make it that way. Unless you make it that way. Okay, winding up with Martin Luther King because I have to do the prelude of my next upcoming guest in studio. He himself chose love over hate in his fight for civil rights in the United States. Obviously, he could have easily responded to the racism, racism and discrimination he faced with bitterness and anger. He, as an individual, never did. Do your homework. <laughs> Don't categorize about somebody unless you know from where you speak. He, as an individual. Never did, but instead he chose to preach love and nonviolence. His choice of love helped to inspire a movement that led to the passage of landmark civil rights legislation, and it's also what got him shot in the head in Tennessee or wherever it was. I believe I'm correct on that. Oh, those are just a few examples of true ramifications of choosing love over hate. When you choose love, you make the world a better place for yourself and for others. You become happier automatically, healthier automatically, more resilient automatically, less ill for sure automatically, and more compassionate. We're also more likely to make a positive difference in the world when we join in unison with the many like-minded individuals who do. And are thinking the same way. Freedomsnap.org, 6 p.m. each and every Tuesday. Join us there. Let's take a 10-second break, and we'll continue with an overview of my next upcoming guest, Amanda Blackwood. From trauma to triumph, overcoming human trafficking, which was no small miracle. Think that might be a subject of prevalence nowadays. Human trafficking. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
Okay, welcome back, and I want to try to keep these on some semblance of thirty minutes or thereabouts. Not a perfect world then, and most assuredly not now. <clears throat> so my upcoming guest tomorrow, November first, as it becomes, if all goes according to oil, with all the aforementioned subjects, life as we now know it, and the world as it at the moment burns, moving forward as it turns on its axis. Amanda Blackwood from traumatic. Trauma to triumph, overcoming human trafficking was no small miracle. The guest tags that will be encompassed here, and when she gets here to speak for herself, as she joins me, abuse recovery, author, which she is, childhood trauma, Christian human trafficking, mental health, post-traumatic stress disorder, survivor, traumatic recovery, and right to war. The biography, as it's stated in the Podmatch Arena, where I extend my offers as a host to all my guests, herself obviously being included, and she graciously accepted. So verbatim, from trauma to triumph, overcoming human trafficking was no small miracle. Amanda Blackwood is an accomplished artist, an author, public speaker, podcast host, trauma recovery mentor, and a survivor of. Human trafficking. Amanda has spoken on a multitude of stages, international summits, radio programs, and has published over a dozen books. She launched two podcasts: one that focuses on interviewing other authors of trauma, and the other that discusses the long-term consequences of trauma and how to fight back for a better life. A portion of every book sale goes to help fight human trafficking. I applaud her for that, for sure. Amanda lives in Denver, Colorado, with her rescue cats. We love that, and supportive husband who keep her sane. We're asking the audience, hers, mine, ours, new ones, everybody. Please go to growth. From darkness.com. That's G-R-O-W-T-H-F-R-O-M-D-A-R-K-N-E-S-S.com. That link will guide people to not only the Growth from Darkness podcast, now syndicated on the radio in Australia. Congratulations! We have an affinity in many regards. That's that's why she agreed to come on the show. You know, I do multiple podcasts. I'm not, I'm not syndicated in Australia yet. I've talked to many people there. I tease my new friends, soon to be, but we'll share with them to growth from darkness book series. <clears throat> pardon me, to help them in their own recovery journey. The calendar of public speaking events and podcast episode release dates can be found there, and offers the ability to sign up for the mentorship program to take control of their own trauma recovery, which Amanda offers. <clears throat> Pardon me. A little bit more about Amanda from the Podmatch Arena, verbatim. When I speak on stage about my experiences as a survivor of human trafficking, I try to always interject a sense of humor. The subject matter I talk about can be really heavy if it's not delivered properly. It can leave people feeling triggered, traumatized, and depressed. I see this often in the field of work that I'm in. It's what I lovingly refer to as, in quotations, trauma vomiting. You get all the bad stuff, and nothing good comes from it. I want people to feel uplifted, not depressed. 
I like to talk about how my life changed since then, what I did to overcome the trauma, what it's meant to my relationships with people, and that dirty of all dirties, forgiveness. It may not always be easy to let go of that deeply rooted anger, but it will always, in capital letters, be worth it to try. I've been able to speak on a multitude of stages. I've been interviewed by the Chicago Tribune, sold my artwork internationally, been a keynote speaker at international summits, talked on multiple radio programs, and published over a dozen books. I also launched two podcasts. One that focuses on interviewing other authors of trauma, and the other that discusses the long-term consequences of trauma and how to fight back for a better life. Please do not approach me regarding pay-to-participate podcasts. It's considered further exploitation to take a trafficking survivor's story and use it for personal or organizational gains. I love that disclaimer by her. I love that disclaimer by her. And hopefully, she's having folks heed that message. I'm sure she can elaborate. Probably not to the fullest degrees. So her guest website, once again, is indeed everybody who goes there. My guest, your guest, the guest. <laughs> Growthfromdarkness.com. When you get there to do so, left or right, in that regard, at the top, it's like any website. In that regard, you know, homepage, what she's doing, her contact page. When you get there, is a nice dissertation that goes into further detail about Amanda, her podcast, her public speaking, past events, mentorship, workbooks, all navigatable. I've already clicked them all. Very user friendly, testimonials, so forth. In lieu of time here, I'll let you all navigate that at your leisure. She'll expand upon it when she gets here to do so. We'll definitely talk about it. <clears throat> she has a great social media presence to include Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Some of the well, first her own very fine podcast. I got a, a second or two, in all transparency, to listen into a snippet of it. I'm hoping to bone up maybe a little bit more overnight before she gets here, but I'll definitely be listening in for future reference. Amanda is a podcast host. Her show is entitled "Survivors: Stories of Hope Live On." She has many fine titles and suggestions for these shows when she gets here to do. So with me, I love her very first one. Let's call it this prelude. Show that human trafficking statistics, the myth and the truth, and why the media is damaging our fight. Cannot wait till she gets here to talk about that specific subject. But the media as a whole, so-called, <clears throat> there is no media. <clears throat> Taking control of your own trauma recovery and fighting trauma reactions is possible. Another suggested title. Learn to let go. Forgiveness doesn't mean what we've been made to believe it does. Love that title. Everyone has a story. We need to recognize that trauma isn't a competition or a destination. The kidnapping scenario is a myth. Love to have her expand upon that title when she gets here. Questions she is always prepared to answer include: What are some of the most popular myths about human trafficking? What are the most popular forms of human trafficking in the USA and in the world? How long does it take for a trauma survivor to have a quote in quotations normal life? How can people get involved with the fight against human trafficking? 
Are there anti-trafficking organizations that people should not capital letters work with? Definitely going to ask her to expand upon that one. What helps you to heal from your trauma? Is it possible to have healthy relationships after surviving human trafficking? What's one thing you wish you could tell someone who is going through what you went through? These are brilliant questions. Not mine. It's for her suggestions. How do you celebrate your wins in life? What's one thing you love about yourself that is not all capitalized based on physical appearance? Her and I are just kindred already. We just are. I've talked so much about that before here. Not so much human trafficking, but don't base everything on physical appearance and the things we've been brainwashed over the years to most assuredly predicate. And judge everything and everybody. Okay, podcast shows within the Podmatch arena, well represented. She's got like forty-six reviews as a guest. I don't doubt it. I'm going to mention a few. Love to promote fellow brethren and sister shows in the Podmatch arena. I would love to think that's reciprocated, but who knows? And you know, that's okay. Judgment Free Zone, wonderful show. Back on October twenty-fourth. Of this year, their review verbatim of Amanda. Amanda is amazing to speak with in every way. I'm so glad to have connected with her. Another fine show entitled "Inspired Stewardship" on October 14th of this year. Their review of Amanda on their show verbatim. Amanda shares a lot on a very difficult topic and is an open and honest guest. Okay, she has some 46. Let's read a couple of more real quickly because she's earned them, and I want to give every fair justice. I'm not going to read all 46. <laughs> so where did I leave off? Okay, bear with me. Accessing a new page, another fine show called "Between the Before and After: The Stories That Shape Us." That is indeed the title of the show. Back on October 11, she's been a busy beaver on the guest tour herself. When she gets here, their review verbatim. Amazing guest. Powerful all bold letters story. Life with Fran C F R N C Y Show. Love that play on probably the host name Fran. I would imagine on October 11th. Yet that day she did have a full bore. Sounds familiar. She did at least a couple shows that day as a guest. Their review per their evaluation. Offer verbatim. What an honor to have Amanda on my podcast. I had a great conversation with her. Now, everybody, this is the title of the show. I didn't name it. It's called What the, and it is F asterisk C K verbatim. The name of someone else's show, but the U is replaced by the asterisk. We all know what it is. October fifth. Uh, Amanda was a guest there. Their review of of this year, October fifth. She certainly had an action-packed October. Verbatim, Amanda's unparalleled vulnerability sets her apart and makes her for an intensely engaging conversation. Her desire to help others heal as she continues to navigate her own journey is both admirable and inspirational. Amanda brought her story to the mic with all of the authenticity, strength, and grace that any host or listener. Could hope for y'all would have had to keep track of me. I believe I just read six of them. She has a total of 46. When she gets here to do so, 
absolutely I'll concur that she'll be an excellent guest before she gets here to do so. Can't wait. That'll happen tomorrow. I'm gonna say bye bye for now. Trying to keep this timely, on schedule, and in the mix. Thanks for joining us. We'll be here same time, same stations, plural tomorrow. We'll see you all then. Have a safe and productive day. Peace, everybody.